1: At Metro by T Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, and no surprises. We don't even hide what the lawyers make us say. We put it first. When we say no price hikes, we mean when you join Metro, your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data. Our only exclusions are for limited time promos, free use charges, and third party services. Nada yada, nada yada yada, nada yada, nada yada yada. Nada yada yada means wireless without the gotcha. Only at Metro.
0: To do, I'm stressed as fuckin'. I don't ate all my food. (laughs) The virus still going around, and the Karens keep moving, and Trump is still a clown. (laughs) Every time I'm on IG, I see a new TikTok and that shit ain't for me. I'm going crazy. (laughs) I just can't sleep. Oh my God. Coronavirus, keep fucking with me. Oh, Oh crazy. Yes. Will it be all right? (laughs) Nigga, I don't know. So I'ma get high tonight
1: wow <laughs> a <laughs> fucking banger <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> 90s dance break was oops I, no oops i did it again was 2000 so yeah, whatever y2k dance break
1: yeah crazy was everything though shout out to britney Jean. maybe she'll maybe she'll re-record this <laughs> put your For rendition those- on instagram <laughs>
0: For the Gena Generation Z uh, out out there listening, the Y two K was a time when um, Lord. the girls thought that what was it like that the computers couldn't process? Yeah, they had only what...
1: been uh, programmed for two di- two digit years, so when it went to zero zero for two thousand. That the computers were gonna think it was nineteen hundred, so it was like this mad scramble to get everything updated, which I think they actually did, which is why people kept saying Y two K was a flop. But I think they just did the job, <laughs> so that we didn't have a fucking crisis.
0: Right, computers the whole time like these dumb motherfuckers. If I could walk, I would right. terminator the whole ass planet. Like I remember yeah. being like twelve and thinking to myself, that sounds dumb, but. Like, <laughs> that sounds like it doesn't make sense
1: i can't i remember being 17 and (laughs) in high school and thinking wow yeah and at church because my mama made me go to church for new year's every year of my life (laughs) and thinking okay so is everything about to just fall apart and no it did not do that it did not do that at all
0: Ah, well, amen. Uh, If it were the year 2000 right now, Lord, the conspiracy theorists, there would be cults and all kinds of things going crazy. Maybe the Y2K was just on CP time. I'm drunk.
1: So listen, welcome back, guys. (laughs) Maybe Um, we all died in 2000 and this is just some weird afterlife.
0: Oh, my gosh. Written by Ryan Murphy. Oh, no. (laughs) That's why Leslie
1: Jordan is so
0: popping on Instagram right now. (laughs) <laughs> the gay Could agenda <laughs> right well girls welcome back to another episode of the reed podcast mm-hmm. i am malcolm jamal warner
1: uh, that's a good one i'll be keisha night pull
0: this is the re- yeah, i said that hey <laughs> we're so, back
1: <laughs> Shout another out to the week. liquor.
0: <laughs> Of fun and Blackness and pandemics and things of that nature. Eh? Yeah. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of our show, um, typically we would have Black excellence here. However, I haven't chosen any. So what I'm going to do okay. is take the Black excellence to say two things. One, R.I.P. to Miss Manny. From Little Women of Atlanta. I didn't um watch the show, uh, past mostly clips that Fresh Alina would post on Instagram mm-hmm. or other clips and memes that would make it online. So I'm well aware of Miss Minnie, Juicy and the gang through that, you know, that realm. Um she passed, yeah. I think this last week in like a a traffic accident or something. Um, so I just wanted to say your thought of and prayers, uh, love and peace of mind to the family and friends of her, because that's yeah. unfortunate. And Lord knows we could use good news and not bad this time soon. Bad mm. enough, these crazy murder hornets or whatever the fuck are down here see i'm actually
1: just no i'm actually just not going to pay any attention to that and hope it goes away yeah no i can't handle that right now
0: the only other thing i wanted to say is um wow at don lemon's journey can we just (laughs) mention
1: yes let's pull over real quick
0: it really gags the absolute oxygen out of me when I see Don Lemon go off the way that he does mm-hmm. with sense these days. Because I've never been a crack open, you know, the New York Times kind of a girl. But I remember the days where Don Lemon would open his mouth and I feel like the majority of the Black community would be like, what? yeah. So now to see this version of him who is not only reading the right people, but doing it with a panache that I just. <laughs> it's a little razzle dazzle. I'm, you know, I'm not mad at it. So, you know yeah. what, nigga, for you today, good, good on, on you. you. <laughs> as, as our family in, in Australia. And, I think they say good on you. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. I don't know. I went to the liquor store. And, man, oh, Lord God. All of the costumigos Is George Clooney Latinx?
1: Is he a Latino?
0: I don't know. It feels like a co-opted name,
1: but it's a great tequila. You're thinking of that other white man who's also Latino, es- the Estev Martin Sheen.
0: Oh, no, I'm, I'm thinking of George Clooney. Oh, I just okay. want to know why George Clooney <laughs> named his tequila Casamigos.
1: Well, they developed it down in Mexico. So mm. I don't know if he has Mexican connections or what, but that Casamigos be hidden. Uh, and this is coming out on Cinco de Mayo. So niggas is going to be <gasps> tequila anyway. Wow. Alignment. So, girls. Not um,
0: this red cup. <laughs> I'm accidentally <laughs> celebratory today no
1: jesus um, happy
0: holidays <laughs> hopefully at home
1: oh lord yeah And that's for you um well remember don lemon switched up after ferguson he went to ferguson yeah. and realized that white people had been selling him a lot for a long time and he's been you know on his way back to to blackness ever since so good for him
0: yeah, I'm happy to see it. He's it's, come a
1: long way, because I know I used to cuss him out. I know I did. I don't even remember for what, but I know I did.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure that, because we started this shit in 2013. Yeah. I'm sure within that span of time, he's mm-hmm. gotten a couple of, of bullets from this
1: podcast. Oh, yeah. Almost certainly.
0: But, you know, we cause him as we seize him. We do. And right now, I'm not particularly mad. So, congratulations to you, I think, for that.
1: keep telling the Um, truth
0: hey y'all we all know Crocs are known for comfort but they're really stepping up their game when it comes to personalization the truly iconic classic clogs and slides are available in tons of colors and they're just waiting to be personalized with a collection of gibbets the charms you all know and love that you see lots of people pop into the holes in the front of their crocs to give it you know your own unique flair and fun thank you to crocs for actually sending me over a pair of my own crocs that i'm excited to add some gibbets to because i see on the website they have some avatar the last airbender charms So those are going to be the first ones that I stick on the front of these shoes. And there's like a lot that really speak to my nerd heart on here. So this is probably going to be my next rabbit hole. Here we go. Be sure to head to crocs.com to explore all the latest styles and gibbets charms. That's C-R-O-C-S dot com. Go get some crocs or if you already have some, which you probably do, go get some gibbets. Let's get back to the show. Hey guys, this week's episode is being brought to you by Squarespace. You know, something I think I've been craving. I'm really craving a directory-style uh, website that sort of serves as a where are they now for some of my favorite memes and viral sensations, such as Sharkisha. Sharkisha, um, it know. And I feel like someone out there, one of you wonderful people can make that happen using Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. But Squarespace is incredibly easy to build a website that has everything you need right out the gate and looks great. Feels great and is like also easy to modify and customize and update and add features to. I even got my mom to use Squarespace for her personal website. Um, but, you know, I would really like to speak to Scarlett from Scarlett Takes a Tumble and, you know, various other people who kind of helped me through my blogging era or whatever, maybe. So, If you have it on your heart to create that kind of website and you want to know where to begin, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash the read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Let them know we sent you. Let's get back to the show. This week, (laughs) I'm not going to be doing any deep diving into hot tops. Because besides a song that we can talk about, uh i don't care mm-hmm. so uh, i thought that we would do a mailbag again Yay. and you know go through some of the letters emotions conversations that our lovely listeners would like to have but before we do that i felt it you know mandatory to discuss the gift that Blue Ivy Carter set upon us last week in the Mm -hmm. form of a remix to Megan the Thoroughbred Stallion's (laughs) song Savage. Um, I saw like, some fan page or something tweet something about a Savage remix featuring Beyonce, like, a couple days before it came out. And I wasn't sure if this was one of those things where maybe you have, like, a cousin who's dating someone who works the lights at the, you know, right. at Beyonce show. Like, I wasn't sure if it was, like, maybe this is some truth, or if it's just an internet thing, so I, you know, minded my business. And I woke up whatever day it came out, and there it was, star-spangled, right on my time line and, and I went into my you know required purchasing I feel like you know we don't we still don't give blue ivy enough credit no, for what she don't. does because she led the queen of rap to a song that was just begging for mm-hmm. an additional Houston touch in the form of Beyonce and I figure that you know she probably hit Megan first um in the morning and was like hey girl so look this is what's on my mind um go ahead and send me the stamps of the song before I change my damn mind I've got (laughs) WeTransfer Dropbox whatever it is you want to do now's the time it's now
1: or never send it over
0: and then she probably went and woke up her mother probably at a good five o'clock in the morning and said something to the effect of like girl Beyonce I know that um This whole stay-at-home thing is required, and I know why. I've been educating the children. I don't know if you saw the video. So I understand that. However... Um, Work ethic is still work ethic. And there's, you know, I built that studio on our property for a reason. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to get up and get to work. Okay, so the girls are calling for uh, a collaboration with you and that uh, child, Megan. And so I've already done what needs to be done. Make sure that you go ahead and you lay the verse down. I'm not asking you any further questions and you're not getting any further answers. Mm -hmm. Get to the bathroom. (laughs) Brush them damn teeth, splash some life onto that face, and get into the studio and do what you need to do. And I need you to be out promptly by uh, noon oh my because God. the twins are, are recording their album at 1230. I've got a clock. Beyonce, let's do this. Hurry Stick up. to it. And so I just, I really want to give Blue the credit that she so deserves for keeping the girls on, you know, their toes and on the Mm -hmm. inspirational tip that they really should be on because it continues to inspire the likes of people like me. And the song is just magic.
1: It's So. so good. It's like the, the remix was absolutely everything I could have possibly needed. I am so grateful to, to Blue Ivy for her creative direction. I'm sure she was in there getting them harmonies together Tightening up them ad-libs, making sure Beyonce's flow was where it needed to be. Which, side note, my bitch was already rapping, but Beyonce has noticeably gotten better. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck the rest of y'all are finna do. Because goddamn, she went in. When I tell you, Blue Ivy said, now when I said remix, I meant a proper remixing Of the song, Beyonce. We're not throwing a verse in there that's lazy. We're redoing the fucking track. We're going to extend it. it yeah we're
0: gonna extend it and add an additional verse from you mm-hmm. We're gonna talk all of the shit we're gonna talk all of the shit I love you know it. What I'm saying it's imperative for you to jump out in between albums and remind these girls that you are from Houston and that they could absolutely never and so now's the time everyone could use a spot of positivity Megan is ready so do it for that town y'all from and <laughs> hurry, be quick about it <laughs> you know, hurry it up
1: Beyonce. I told so, the yeah. Apple
0: girls it'll be live within, you know, sometime in the evening.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: need you to do this now. Get up.
1: Oh, yeah. She emailed Ebro and all them like Megan will be available Tuesday yeah. at 9 a.m. for press. So feel free. But, you know, that little girl, she's getting things done over there. I just thank God Beyonce finally got a manager who could do something with her. Cause, <laughs> you know, she was Lord only knows where Beyonce would be with blue Ivy right now. So we who speak kn- your n- name, little girl. <laughs> would we have gotten any of like the past Any of it? Um, any six,
0: of six, seven, it. eight years of
1: Beyonce? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> So
0: I mean because Blue Ivy was creative director at Roseland. Like I don't know if you like Right. I don't know if y'all remember that. Like <laughs> she
1: was running the whole show.
0: Mama was there for what was the what was that hotel in Atlantic City called?
1: Revel. She was the muse for Revel. Revel. <laughs>
0: I mean, there you go. She so.
1: was only a few weeks old at Revel. So
0: <laughs> none of this is surprising. Mm-mm. The shit that she talks is just Infectious. Well, that's mm-hmm. not a great. That's a not a great word for the time. <laughs> um, but well. and I love the fact that like this is something that Megan was dying for and probably thought like, girl, who even knows if something like this could happen? I had been sitting back for a while, probably. Around the fever days or a bit before where I was just like, eventually this girl is gonna get to the point where Beyonce is just gonna have to understand that we need it. You know what yep. I mean? Like, yep. like two hotties out of out of Houston, it just wouldn't make sense to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I also love <laughs> That blue absolutely chose the song that we all admitted we were done listening to, Mm -hmm. and said, "Let me prove to you that anything that comes out of this household is life (laughs) and reinvigorating." (laughs) (laughs) You'll be
1: tired of things when I damn well say so. When I one minute before tell you you're tired, (laughs) I really do love it. Honestly, Houston is setting the bar as fine as far as like finance talented women go. I don't. I don't see anybody else catching up here. I, too, knew that Beyonce was eventually going to be on a track with Megan. Um, I just didn't expect it this soon.
0: Yeah, maybe Into not. her
1: career. Because, like, she... Yeah. Megan is still pretty new to mainstream success. So, I wasn't expecting it this early. But I did suspect something when I saw that picture of the three of them on New Year's. I said, oh, Blue been working. Oh,
0: yes. So, oh, yes. Yeah. What an amazing a we'll and see. <laughs>
1: True. (laughs) The rest of y'all need a Blue Ivy on your team.
0: Yeah, seriously. You need somebody like a Blue Ivy to really cover all of your bases. Mm -hmm. I love it. The fact that she said, if you don't jump to put jeans on, you don't feel my pain, really made me feel... For the first time, <laughs> genuinely connected yeah. to Beyonce. Because yeah. I, myself, have <laughs> leapt around into a pair of jeans before. So I yes. feel uh, interconnected with the woman I stand And the song, Altogether, was quite... Um, I feel like magnacious is not a word. I'm going to look it up.
1: If it's not, it should be. Because I feel like I know what you mean by that.
0: <laughs> it isn't. But... <laughs> But the fact is, you know what I meant by yeah, it. I
1: do. And it was so magnexious. it is <laughs> And it was been... <laughs> okay, you know what? I wasn't. I wasn't ready.
0: There's another remix that came out in the form of Say So with Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj. I saw some people say they wanted us to discuss that as well. <gasps> um, obviously, I don't stand as openly and explicitly as I do for uh, Tina's Child children but um right. i thought that the say remix was also quite cute and entertaining so there you go for that mm. um all right well i've gotten that off of my chest
1: yes me too <clears throat>
0: and so now let's get into um some letters from the audience Um, we're going to do our typical mailbag routine here. I have chosen, I feel like most of the stuff I chose are actually reads, but there are some questions (laughs) in here as well.
1: I'm sure the people do not mind. I'm sure they don't. So I'll
0: start with one from Maleficent. Oh, Lord. Maleficent says, I'm a 30-year-old postal worker living in Brooklyn. I knew it. I knew, oh, she's dedicating this to her white female uh, roommate. I knew it. Uh-oh. I, I knew when your pasty ass pulled up into this gentrified railroad style Brooklyn apartment at the age of 20 that mommy and daddy spoiled the shit out of you. I knew when you're, uh, oh, this is clearly a read.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I knew when your Ursula slash Vanessa looking ass started practicing your vocal skills at ten o'clock at night, and my tired 30-year-old self had to tell you to cut it off by seven that you had to learn to respect others. Lord. But I did not expect to have to threaten your life. <laughs> When you thought that you could waltz into an apartment that houses four other people during a pandemic and try to tell us that your boyfriend of three months... (laughs) Nope. Your boyfriend of three months was going to stay with us for five days before his flight to the Dominican Dominican Republic to visit his family.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: In all caps, she writes, My dear sweet bitch. I have nothing for you. Not when those demon-ass button eyes that your mother gave you started welling up with tears. And not when the other two roommates that happened to be there when you pulled up looked at me to mother you. I don't need them. I was ready. Bitch. My dear, sweet, matty ass bitch. Who the fuck do you think you are? When I asked if you thought my job was a joke, that our dead postal workers were just a coincidence or if the refrigerated trucks were real, if Cuomo was making things up and you said, I feel fine. He feels fine. We're fine. I lost all consciousness. You didn't know I could, but I turned that Drake ass light. I turned to that Drake ass light skinned young man and I said to him in Spanish, Shame yes. on you! Go home, and I don't ever want to see your face at this place again. And then she wrote it in Spanish, but I'm not going to disrespect y'all like that
2: because
0: mm-hmm. I can't. Your face told me that those bitch ass parents of yours have never ever told you no. You turned on those white privileged ass tears, and I yelled at I yelled at you. How dare you, white woman, cry at me, bitch?
2: <laughs> no, you didn't. Sis.
0: Are you uncomfortable? Did you consider danger? Did you consider how much danger we might be in? Do you know if we have living grandparents or family in danger? We're at an epicenter of the results of misinformation. And you think you can bring another human up in here that you can't even speak to. Her Spanish is broken at best and he doesn't speak English without Uh, asking us, which I found like amazing. (laughs) Sweetie, go home take your stupid privileged white ass back to your wasp-ass parents and infect them for raising you this way. You ran to your room, and I told you I had to yell through that door that I was calling our landlord to make sure they knew how dumb and dangerous you were behaving, girl. Oh, my God. What the fuck? How dare you? I'm too old for this shit. A tired-ass essential worker. Maleficent. So, well, some of y'all who are you know, sharing a residence with people are acting like you don't, I guess. Uh, And I love that she pointed out that there are four other people in this place in Brooklyn, aside from this white girl who tried to move in her, you know, three-month boyfriend. So, guys... (laughs) I know that a lot of the girls are having, you know, play dates again and, you know, roller skating together through the streets or whatever. But Corona is still having a blast out here. So if you're sharing a space with someone, the very least, I'm talking about bare minimum that you could do if you're trying or thinking to bring someone around, even for an hour is be like, hey, this is what kind of time I'm on. What does everyone think? Since literally, it's mo' in here on the <laughs> opposite side of what I want to do to me. Like, so many other people that could possibly become infected and then infect others because that's how infections work. Like, if you're not thinking about that, then maybe don't ever leave your damn house and don't talk to nobody.
1: Oh, man. I feel for her because it's bad enough living in the epicenter of the fucking outbreak that's bad and stressful enough but to have to go outside and work every fucking day to see what the virus is doing to people and then come home and be disrespected by a white woman on top of that it's too much it's (laughs) too much i'm shocked you didn't put hands on her so
0: she says you look like ursula and vanessa Vanessa (laughs) vanessa being the uh The white woman that Ursula turned into to seduce that prince. Right. I just, and I love the fact that you've been dating this Dominican guy for three months, can barely speak to him, and brought him over for all five minutes, and your roommate cussed him the fuck out in his native tongue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, that's embarrassing, sis. (laughs) In my
0: mind, he went to her, to the girl writing this email. It was just like, girl, can you please tell her I don't even want to do this shit? Because, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what makes her feel like I want to be here. I have a place to go to and family and stuff that don't even care about this girl. So can you please let her know that I'm leaving? But anyways, I don't know what y'all be going through.
1: Yeah, no, it's entirely too much. And that reminds me, somebody emailed us and said that essential workers in New York City are... Um, eligible for this, there's a network that provides free counseling services for
0: Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah,
1: every essential worker in the city. Go to nycovidcare.org slash request to learn more about that. Hopefully that can work out for you because I would definitely need some fucking therapy if I had to deal with white people right now. It's too much.
0: The whistle um blower. Oh no. Are they back? They're back um, with a vengeance, you might say. (laughs) And they've been going off the past few days. And I I said something about it on Twitter. And a bunch of people who, you know, wear scrubs, folks in the healthcare industry, were like, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm tired of listening to shit in my goddamn self. (laughs) Because... (laughs) Oh These way. motherfuckers be banging pots and pans and cowbells and whistles and all kinds of shit, horns, and then still be out frolicking around in the streets, coughing in each other's throats like mm. there's no virus going on. So what are you really trying to cheer me on for, bitch? If you want to really make me feel great, stay your motherfucking ass at the house, Please. Karen.
1: Please. Um, okay. Well, Alrighty. thank you, ma'am, for that. Our next question comes from Margot, who says... Please give me a fake name because a lot of people I know listen to this show and weren't invited to my wedding. So, oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for that heads up, Margo. She says my fiance and I were supposed to get married in May and when COVID started to pick up in March, our wedding vendors let us rebook for August. It was shitty, but it made sense. I'm in grad school, so the wedding has to be before the fall semester starts. In March, we thought there was no way coronavirus would be that intense in August, but here we are entering May and Trump is suggesting that people drink bleach. What
0: is dumbass?
1: Oh, Lord. Now I'm concerned that even August is too soon for a 150-person wedding in the D.C. area. A lot of people would be traveling from New York and California, and many have already said they're hesitant to travel. So I'm wondering if we should postpone the wedding again until next summer. The issue here is money. Everything we signed with our wedding vendors said our deposits were Mm non-refundable and non-transferable. Yep, that's (laughs) how it goes. (laughs) No, okay. So it was a huge deal that everyone was so okay with us moving dates this first time, but the second time around, our venue is not okay with moving the wedding to 2021 because the shelter in place orders will likely be over by August. If we cancel or move it to next year, anyway, we'll lose the four thousand dollars we've already paid. Whoo, my God! And have to rebook the venue with next year's rates or find a new spot. The thought of losing $4,000 makes us sick. Mm. I can't say I would jump for joy. (laughs) What would y'all do? Would you have the ceremony this year and know that a lot of people might not come or hold off for another year, but lose thousands of dollars. I know we can still get legally married this year, but we've been talking for years about having everyone we love in one place for the ceremony. Would appreciate your thoughts. Thanks, Margo.
0: Well, um, <laughs> I'm someone who, if I'm ever married, I don't really care about the wedding, if I have one at all. Um, So I don't think that if it were me, I would give a shit when we do it. I think, though, that I would probably holler at these vendors or whoever it is you just named that are talking about um, not allowing you to push it back to whenever. Because, girl, like, this isn't, it's not like hurricane season mm-hmm. or, like, this is some shit that nobody really Understand, you know the literal professionals are still working on understanding it so i just think that it's wildly and ridiculously unfair and really it's just companies trying to you know save their own coins in the midst of what is an economic disaster yeah um Rather than just being like, you know what, it makes total sense that you probably don't want to have a wedding in fucking August because who knows what the fuck November is gonna look like. So, I I I definitely would be taking them to the edge of argument with um, pushing it back because I just think that it's the smartest and safest thing to do if you can. You know what I mean? Like, and especially as something as as. You know, special as a wedding, I guess. Um, yeah. You would want it to be something where you can be comfortable, like, at least. you know, Like, if the doves don't arrive on time, my nigga, if you don't have, like, your specially bedazzled broom to jump over, <laughs> like... If you can at least be comfortable, then I feel like that's, you know, the best. That's, you know, what more could you ask for? But the girls may not be comfortable at your wedding in August because who knows what the fuck is going on. I can tell you just by simple math and basic observation that it's likely not going to be something where everybody's going to be, you know, slow dancing cheek to cheek. So, right.
1: That sounds unlikely.
0: You know, I don't know. Oh. I think I would... If $4,000 is something, is like, I understand it's a harsh bullet, but if it's a harsh bullet that you can bite, I think I would. A, because I want for everyone that I'm, I want at my wedding to be there. And B, because I want to be comfortable at my fucking wedding. Mm -hmm. And even though it's my wedding, I would be losing it if, like, losing it worried that all of my guests are, like, panicking or don't want to come. Or, my you know, my grandma ain't coming because blah, blah, blah. Whatever. So, it's up to you. But I honestly think that you're probably better off pushing it and taking (laughs) these motherfuckers to task if you can. Because I do think it's wildly ridiculous to be like, nah, girl you know, the streets going to be open in August. The streets are open now when playing in places they damn well should not be. So right. what are you talking about?
1: Excellent point. Plus, I mean, I don't know. These, anytime you put wedding next to something, the pi- the price goes way up and they do not be playing about them deposits and all that shit. I think you have to ask yourself what matters the most. Is it getting married or is it having the ceremony? Because I know like Mm. she she mentioned at the top of the letter that, you know, $4,000 is a lot, but it did not, you know, break the bank for them. So it's not like, you know, devastating, but obviously still a lot of money. So I think you have to decide like if if having all of y'all's loved ones together in one place to celebrate your union is what matters most to y'all then you are almost certainly going to have to push this wedding back. But I would not not cancel it with the venue just yet. I would wait until closer to August and see what things are looking like as far as shelter in place and laws in different cities and states, because it may be a situation where, you know, you have to get your money back and the government has to help out these uh, small businesses and vendors who are losing out on so much. So... Yeah, because like you said, even if the shelter in place is over by August, a whole lot of people are not going to come just because it won't be safe. Right. Like, and they just don't have any faith that this government is actually going to take care of them if something happens. So...
0: (laughs) Because, I mean, looking at the situation as it is right now, so many people are like, yeah, the girls the streets are open and we're doing this shit anyway. And it's really it all boils back down to money. Mm-hmm. So like and so many people are just desperate to go back to brunch or whatever the fuck, you know, uh, <laughs> Lowe's, wherever it <laughs> wherever it is, these white people want to be at. And so it's like, no, I, a lot of people are just completely ignoring what is the smart and safe thing to do because they either just want to go back to their normal routine because they can't handle the cabin fever or more than that they just want to keep making more money even though even when they could do without a little bit of income for a couple of months so like i mean i think that you just hit the nail on the head when you said like do you want to what do you want more the marriage ceremony because you could absolutely have you know a very small intimate thing with you your fiance and whoever is getting you married and then have the ceremony later if that means that you're gonna take you know a a hit financially coronavirus is literally hitting everybody that's what it's doing
1: yeah (laughs) that's the problem with the virus.
0: She's smacking the shit out of everybody. Everybody's taking losses in this situation, whether you want to believe it or not. So if yours is $4,000, i am so sorry to hear it, girl. You know, the GoFundMes are popping up all over the place. Do what you want to do. But, yeah, Crystal is right. You're better off, I think, pushing it back if you want for everybody to be there and be there comfortably. Right. Because August is not that far away.
1: And you definitely don't want, like, your fiancé's grandma or whatever getting sick at the wedding because...
0: Imagine.
1: (laughs) Like, that would just be the worst case scenario that half your family all of a sudden gets the fucking virus because they all came to your wedding. So, if it were me, I would just go ahead and get married now, like, legally married and then go ahead and divert my attention towards planning the ceremony to next year. I would not even be anticipating being able to have a ceremony this year, especially in D.C. It's just too many people. It's too small of a space. It's, it's right next to New right. York. It's just too much going on. So best Absolutely. of luck to you, though, because I know it's hard, but, you know, hard times. Right. OK, that's it.
0: It's my turn. It is. Okay. This um is also a read. <laughs> it comes from Kelsey. Sidebar. Crystal has said this before a million times. I'm just gonna repeat it because I usually don't have to. If you put your name, your real name in the letter and there's nothing that says give me a fake name, I'm assuming you want us to say it. So
2: remember this that. comes <laughs> <laughs>
0: This, I mean, all of this one particularly, I don't understand why they would want to keep it a secret, but whatever. Kelsey says, this is a read slash lesson slash PSA to all the men that are attempting to sext me during quarantine. And really, anytime. I am not here just for your pleasure and enjoyment. I'm also trying to get off over here. That means I need buildup. Your first text to me cannot be, quote, I'm going to rip off your clothes, smack your ass, and go down on your pussy until you come. I need you to seduce me. I need a little foreplay. Also, it is unacceptable to not reciprocate exchanging photos. Okay? I need <laughs> to feel like you have just as much skin in this game as I do, nigga. Oh, wow. Finally. If you are just meeting me on one of these dating apps, try to at least show some interest in getting to know me as a person before you ask how I like to be eaten out. Oh, my God. Jesus. Thank you for all that you guys do. And thank you for maintaining excellent sound quality. Thanks, Kelsey. (laughs) Kelsey. So I really enjoyed this one because it was so succinct and I felt like it hit on some points that needed to be spoken about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just that like, hey, if we're doing this sexting digital uh, fucking situation, however it is you get yours, keep in mind that there are two sides to this. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, um, a man dealing with women surprise like they enjoy this stuff too and also have sexual desires and urges and they're not just this come bank that you go to to like oh get my off. god <laughs> <Girl>. you know <laughs> like i mean unless they want to be i know that there are kinks of that but i mean yeah like is right there I'm just saying I thought that this point brought up some excellent stuff as well as the reciprocation of the photographs you know one for one two for two let's be fair here
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I can't imagine like I'm not going to send you nudes if I feel uncomfortable about the the um the whole situation like whether you're gonna be sending them back or whether your energy is gonna be off or any of that shit like right yeah i feel for people trying to date right now because i it has got to be hell to try to go on zoom dates have you heard of this people are zoom dating like i i <sighs> it just sounds like no to me like i would just be super frustrated if i got to know somebody and couldn't ever actually see them so but you know i mean there's that and then there's also like the pandemic is not stopping men from being men they are still fully trash so (laughs) y'all dealing with a lot um and uh, god bless you yeah true so let's see. Is it my turn? It is. Yeah. Oh, there's a quick question here before I do the real one for you. And it says Does Link go nuts when Heidi does that whistle through her gap on Drag Race? <laughs> because my little bitch is on high alert when it happens (laughs)
0: that is so fucking funny actually she doesn't go crazy (laughs) but she is always very aware of it whenever Mm -hmm. and it it has made me laugh every single time because whenever she does that whistle thing through her gap or whatever by the way heidi is my favorite uh contestant or queen or whatever of the season she's effortlessly funny and i just really love her but yeah whenever she does that shit link is like who the fuck is calling
1: (laughs) (laughs) she'd be looking up at the tv like Like, do i hear a cousin
0: (laughs) what and i think that she like i feel like she understands tv Because she will literally sit there and watch shows and she also like sometimes if I'm watching something and she's over it, she'll just literally come and sit right in front of my face and like be like, We're done. So I think that she like will hear it at first and and be like, Is somebody fucking with me? And then she'll see it's coming from the TV and be like, Girl, it's his gay shit. You
1: in that magic box again. (laughs)
0: So, yes, she definitely does. And then I died laughing because Heidi posted some clip where she's doing it like a couple weeks ago, maybe. And I saw someone else in the caption talking about how their dog goes crazy whenever she does that shit. And so I just imagine that anybody who has a dog (laughs) that also watches Drag Race (laughs) has
1: probably got a pet that's like, girl, turn it off. I thought we were going outside. Oh, man, that's real. Thank you, Melissa, for that question. I have another one here from Janet who says, here it goes. I moved into a new apartment in the Heights with a brand new roommate that I did not know before I moved in on March 1st. I was not in the apartment much for the first week and a half because I was celebrating a birthday. But as soon as the pandemic hit, my butt was in the house. I had to get to know my roommate fairly quickly since she wasn't an essential worker. And it is a very small two bedroom apartment. I had my dick appointment over twice. And after the (laughs) last time, my roommate kindly told me that she did not feel comfortable with him coming over because she has asthma. And I respected it. I told him that he could not come over. Fast forward to today, the pandemic is still very real. However, my roommate has casually dropped in conversation that she went to visit her man and also went to a six person birthday party last Monday. (laughs) For some reason, it's making me question her saying that she felt uncomfortable with me having my dick appointment come over. While I respect the fact that this is just as much her house as it is mine and we all should be social distancing. I just want to know, am I wrong to feel some type of way or am I being very insensitive? Thanks, Janet.
2: What?
1: Yeah, like I if if you told me that the dick my dick can't come over because, you know, you have asthma and you really don't want to get sick and all that. And I'm like, cool. But then I find out that you going out gallivanting with your friends and your man and birthday parties and all that bitch. Guess who's coming over? My dick. (laughs) Like the whole I have asthma. So don't bring people over here. Excuse that flies right out the window when you going out and doing whatever it is you feel like doing. So, no, I don't think you are being insensitive at all
0: yeah did she she didn't say anything about saying that to her did she
1: um well she's saying it's making her question the whole oh i'm uncomfortable with your dick appointment coming over because (laughs) yeah
0: but she hasn't like spoken to her directly and said what you i don't think so
1: yeah no i don't think she's had a conversation with her at all
0: I feel like that would be the answer. Like, I don't think that I would like warn her. Maybe, maybe, you know, because again, you're trying to respect the fact that it's her house too, whatnot and whatnot. But like, I'm definitely getting fucked and I'm <laughs> definitely, <laughs> and I'm definitely going to let you know if you continue to have a problem with it, that your action, your own actions don't reflect someone that I would consider to be, like, concerned with their wealth, especially as someone who has asthma. So if you are going out and exposing yourself... Um, to the possibility of contracting this virus with asthma and then I don't see how that is any different than me bringing the one person that I know and trust over here to give me the sexual pleasure that I need you know what I mean mm-hmm. like so I totally agree I you know she just lost me at the whole yeah but I'm going to six person birthdays and <laughs> you, know,
1: hang, hang you know out with my man <laughs> like uh, you
0: know, just so. going biking on one bike out you know what I'm saying sharing yeah. a sidecar. No, girl. Like... Maybe one thing if you're living inside of a plastic bubble at the house and you never go outside, you don't even care care about getting the mail because you're just that deep into it. That I would totally respect. But if you're going out and doing whatever the fuck, you're going out and doing yeah. whatever the fuck you want to do, then I should be permitted to have someone come in and do what they need to do as well. Get you a mask.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: I can even, if you would like, give you the hour and uh, range of time that he will likely be here so you can be as far away as possible. You know what I'm saying? On your side of the apartment, locked in your room, put a little towel under the door if you want to be really careful. (laughs) It's not weed,
2: nigga. (laughs)
0: But if you think I'm not getting fucked while you are out here going to bat mitzvahs, bitch, you lost me.
1: That's not how that works, sis. Something along those lines would have to be what I tell her. So, oh, man, I'm thinking about it. And yeah, I just, you're not going to tell me that you have asthma and we all need to be safe and then going out and doing your own thing
0: cuz loki I feel like you're not getting fucked and you're just you maybe really mad upset that about it maybe i am i don't know yeah cuz yeah right
1: but it. for the record i don't think you should be having your dick appointment come over i also don't think she should be going to birthday parties and visiting people either like oh yeah uh, both of y'all record. should just not be doing this but if y'all gonna say fuck social distancing then both of y'all could say fuck it although again bad idea but
0: let me tell you something the other day i swear to god my wine opener wine opener was hollering at me so like it was i not. too <laughs> I, too, understand. You better stop. Like, so I understand that everybody has their urges. But, yes, I agree. If you can all just sit your asses down and wait a bit longer, that would be for the best. But for damn sure, like, if you're going out and getting yours, girl, then I'm going to stay
1: in Right. Don't try to stop me from getting mine.
0: I mean, Yeah. Yeah. I don't see what difference it is you're you're exposing the household to, so whatever. But yeah.
1: yeah. And clearly your asthma ain't that big of a concern. Because
0: <laughs> right. everybody
1: else with asthma is at the fucking house. <laughs> right at the house.
0: So. Not even letting nobody in.
1: Yeah. Um, so I will do
0: one more and then we can go to uh a break. Okay. This one comes from Manny. It is also a
1: read. You are loving the reads today.
0: It says Governor Kemp I really suspect you are your own cousin. <laughs> <God>
2: damn
3: it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Woo
1: shit. Brian
0: Kemp is the governor of Georgia.
1: Yeah, I wasn't ready KCO. for that. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Manny says, you've killed us, you gargoyle-faced bitch. We're all going to die. You and your jowls were just on national television talking about your team was just notified about asymptomatic people still passing along the virus. With the fucking CDC in Atlanta. Right
1: there in Atlanta. It's right there.
0: The girls are up the street, bitch. It says it that in the email. <laughs> <laughs> Now, a week and some change later, you're forcing the state to open before the end of the month. We are doomed. The honorable and sickening Keisha Lance Bottoms has been really carrying Atlanta through the best she can, despite your efforts. You you rye bread-faced bitch. (laughs) But now she can't do much but advise us since this opening supersedes any lockdowns in cities made by their mayors. As much as I want to be like, yay, natural selection, work your magic, sis, kill the girls.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus
0: the part of the workforce that this will affect the most is going to be black and poor people especially in places with lack of access to necessary testing equipment this will also force so many black people to choose between paying the bills and potentially dying so fuck you kemp you porch slug lipped ass bitch A curse upon you and your whole lineage. I'm staying the fuck home still because thankfully I can. I urge everyone else in ATL to listen to our mayor and do the same if possible. These crackers are trying to kill us. Hey, thank you for letting me get that out. Love y'all. Haven't missed an episode since the start, Manny.
1: Well, thank well, you for that, Manny. I greatly appreciate it.
0: <laughs> like I said, just to taste it. Thank you going. for these
1: words. Yes.
0: The girls are doing this because money and mm-hmm. whiteness and pressure from whiteness and money to be like I don't give a fuck about these motherfuckers and you know their piss poor living conditions yeah, I is. want more money <laughs> you know Woo, and most Lord. of those people have the access and the means to if they are infected get the absolute fucking best care and best most comfortable version of that care possible meanwhile like Manny just stated a lot of the girls that are going to be affected by it will be lucky if they can get tested so exactly fully agree
1: kemp heard everybody. oh 80% colored people <laughs> 80% <laughs> of the patients are colored open this bitch the fuck back up do it now nigga we're day, bitch. going out <laughs> oh, well, <Georgia>. no <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I feel for Georgia because Brian Kemp stole that fucking election. Stacey Adams like should be your governor. And I can only imagine ugh. Stacey and Keisha working hand in hand like we are going to save the <laughs> black population of Georgia. We are going to do it. And instead this evil ass white man is about to send y'all right back out there to the fucking wolves. Ugh. ugh. Yeah. You
0: just really like hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Because Stacey Abrams literally has been on standby, doing the absolute best that she can because she actually gives a fuck about the people. Right, right. Meanwhile, white is still white. (laughs) And, like, Mm -hmm. not giving a single percentage of a fuck, especially when it comes to people of color, so...
1: Yeah. You're not wow. going to save the economy by open opening everything back up. You're just going to have everything open back up for however short of a time, and then even more people are going to get sick, and you're going to have to close it all down again. So... <laughs>
0: Like, numbers have been jumping up this past week, I've heard, from the amount of people and, and states that are just like, yeah, girl, girls go out and, and have parties at the in the park together. Are Georgia reported
1: a thousand new cases in one fucking day. A thousand cases. And the same day I saw that story, I saw a video posted by some gays who had been partying in fucking Piedmont. I mean, niggas twerking all over each other and shit. I'm like, are you... Do no y'all know, one gave you the go ahead. Do y'all understand that it is still not no? Just because it's nice outside does not mean it's okay to go outside. Please do not make these white people's job even easier. Stay home.
0: And all that's like I don't care about saving this for the end because who gives? You? I just want to say for New York and all of the other places where the police have been going out. Um, I guess to allegedly encourage people to do the right thing by staying the fuck at home. Let this be another example Mm -hmm. about what we say when we say Black Lives Matter before you talk to us about blue or indigo or purple lives because, bitch, the way that y'all were out handing out masks and handshakes and daps Say to it. these white fu- white fucking people at the pier, picnicking, definitely not five, six feet apart from each other, having a good old blast, but out here tackling and putting your knees to the backs of black folk in Brooklyn, chasing black folk out of the goddamn street for just also trying to go outside and get some fucking air right. and let the fucking light. And so, mind you, again, like you're talking about in certain areas, motherfuckers may not have the most comfortable situations inside with the weather going up like with the temperature going up not yep. everybody got a fan a, 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 a AC. AC or any of that other shit so if it gets a little bit warmer inside motherfucker and you've been inside <laughs> for months already at a time you might want to go out and at least go for a walk with your mask on and shit nope but all police think when they see groups of black people coming together it's threat 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 threat, threat. let me beat the fuck out of these niggas let me start you know mason and it all of the extreme shit because fuck these black bodies don't nobody give a fuck about them and never will give a fuck about them at all anyway white people do the same shit not even going for walks out here clinking glasses of fucking Prosecco together and shit Mm -hmm. out on the pier and you're out there basically giving them hugs and making out so like the next time that you think with your audacious ass minds and nerve to talk about blue lives or any other color lives when we talk about black ones think about this shit because if ever there was a time to whoop a white person's ass in the street too it is this one girl <laughs> like what more does coronavirus have to do for you to understand that she's a bad bitch and she don't care what like a she's thousand cases in a it. She's day to do mama's it. not playing she's not a game like she's she dead ass means it she will come for you and if she don't kill you you will kill somebody else by way of her what more needs to be said and y'all just out here treating white people with any kind white people out here spitting in white in, in, in cops' faces, oh, running yeah. up on them, talking about the lockdown is slavery. Because again, I have tried <laughs> to tell y'all that these caucasoids want to be fucking Amistad. They want to be like mm-hmm. they want they to need be to be oppressed. Slave. And so <laughs> I don't understand it but what I'm really sickened and tired and annoyed of is not just the familiar and and still disgusting rhetoric and narrative and behavior from the police force in this country but the fact that there is a global pandemic that is still claiming thousands of lives constantly and y'all are out here still terrorizing the fuck out of black people and giving white folk hugs and then you and then want to act like oh we don't even know what you're talking about suck balls anyways that's that and i think we can take a break now if you're ready
1: all right yeah let's do it and we'll be right back when you're constantly on the move it's not just pits that break a sweat From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. They're made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness. So embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture at your nearest Walmart and Walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered.
0: And we've got some more letters from you, the yes, public. Some do. reads and some questions. I'm
1: gonna keep the um listener letters going here. I think it's my turn, right? Yeah. Or okay. So this letter comes from Matt who says, I'm a gay man living in New York City with my fiance. My partner who is for all intents and purposes the love of my entire life, oh, girl. <laughs> so so sweet. Yeah. Recently completed medical school and is currently in residency at a local hospital at what is obviously the worst time in human history. Typically he and I have a vibrant sex life.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: With the coronavirus pandemic hitting NYC so strongly, he is still working roughly 80 hours a week. And I feel so bad for him because it is starting to really wear him down with everything going on. It appears that he has developed a more intense sexual appetite. My fiance, who is typically pretty plain in bed, now wants to explore a host of fetishes, including BDSM. The issue is that because he's working so closely with many confirmed and suspected coronavirus patients, it makes me hesitant to want to have sex with him. A couple Mm. times since the pandemic has started, I have faked wanting to have sex because, I mean, let's be real. He deserves it. But (laughs) I love that. But I am starting to find that sex with him impacts my mental health and anxiety. I really am worried about my physical health generally and typically only leave the house for food. Real. While I love my man dearly and never want to leave him without the nut that he deserves, I am really (laughs) nervous about fucking him during this crisis. Am I trash for not wanting to fuck him until the smoke clears? Should I communicate this? Should I just take one for the team and keep giving him this ass since he's out here saving America? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Matt, um,
0: I think that's a very fair question. A lot of people are, um, You know, just as, just as horny as they ever are, if not Mm -hmm. way more these days. And I I respect the fact that you're like, no, he deserves this ass. So, like, I gotta do this for him. I'm just trying to get in the mood. Right. I just, I mean, I don't know this man, but I feel like sex is the best when both partners are having a good time. Like, I'm someone who's wholly more turned on if the person I'm having sex with is enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? If you seem bored, I don't want to do this. You yeah, can literally i go immediately out of it. So... I don't know, you know what I mean, how you guys' sex life works out. But even aside from that, you're just trying to do what is going to make you feel the most comfortable as well as safe. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know how worth it sex is if you're going to spend however long after, you know, he gets his nut, worrying about whether or not you got a virus and, you know what I'm saying, drinking a whole ass <laughs> bottle of Bragg's apple cider vinegar today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know yeah. if it's worth It and if he's you know really in the industry that you say he's in and doing the quirk that he's in, I can't imagine that he would not understand it. Niggas are still gonna be niggas, so I will can't say that you know you're wrong for you know questioning or or having a concern in that matter, but I just think that like if you're feeling like I'm gonna. I think it's best that I just put a, a hold on this for a while longer until mm-hmm. it feels safer. But I just think that that's something that you should do and that he should respect it. Like, nigga, like, working that closely with what's going on, you gotta understand why someone would be like, you know, maybe yeah. let's FaceTime. <laughs> do a little well, something freaky mest. on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, something like that. I too understand the anxiety around it. Um, I think it would be helpful, Matt, if you kind of reminded yourself that the doctors and nurses, <clears throat> the healthcare professionals in the city they are, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it other than strapped up, but <laughs> when uh-huh. they, I don't know if you've seen footage of them at work, but it's like the whole fucking COVID, the COVID floors. First of all, all the COVID patients are on one floor. They're in one area and that floor is like wrapped in plastic. Everybody has on like head to toe, ta- head to toe, um, protective gear and them fucking bags and they got them fucking shields on their face and all that. So although I understand the concern here, I think, I think if you can, if you can get past the fear, then maybe y'all could just fuck in masks and maybe that would feel better for you. Like I have friends who are still having sex and not even with their fiance who lives at home, but like have niggas coming over for sex. And, You know, they just skip the kissing and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they put a mask on and they get to work. So maybe something like that could uh, work for y'all just to alleviate your fears a little bit. But he is, you know, it is a scary time for sure. But he is probably OK. And even if y'all not having sex, if he if y'all are in the same house, if he gets sick, you're going to get sick. So,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: is yeah that is so well. <laughs> Like so he's true. still in the house. So
0: you're right. I didn't even think about that part. That's I would, so true.
1: Yeah, I would try to put masks on and, you know, do it in the butt that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that I agree. Like, if I definitely am living with the nigga anyway, I would... Hell, to be... Again, this, and I'm not judging you. Like, if I had a nigga that I really trusted or whatever, like, I might risk... I don't have a sexual partner, mm-hmm. but I might risk and be like... <sighs> look, I'm dying. Come over here. (laughs) I've (laughs) I've got a mask for you. I've got a mask for me and we can just do what needs to be done down there.
1: (laughs) Right. You know,
0: save making out. Just take
1: turns with that.
0: (laughs) You know, so I'm not judging anybody that's doing what they got to do, but I'm also, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, you know what? I'm going to sit my motherfucking ass down and wait. But you're totally right. Like if he's at home with you anyway, then, you know, if, he did bring it into the house. The odds of you catching it outside of sex are, I would still think, super just high. as yeah. yeah. So I would definitely still be fucking and <laughs> and that
1: yeah. Regard. Talking to a therapist about your anxiety around it might help. They can probably help you, you know, get to the root of it. Although I think the root is right there. You ain't even really got to dig that deep. But um, yeah, a therapist might be able to alleviate some of your anxiety around it, but. Mm, yeah, I think masks are the are the way to go here. If that's going to make And it you feel also better.
0: brought up like a great point in that. Like I don't know what's going on with all the health healthcare workers, doctors, nurses and things like that. And I'm sure that like different places have different resources or whatever, but like I'm sure that most of them are given are at least going through the Best Mm -hmm. way to stay healthy even there. Because they need them there. You know what I mean? So, like whether it is putting them in a full hazmat suit or just, you know, giving them dial gloves, I don't know like what (laughs) needs to be done. But I would I would totally understand being super nervous just because you're you know working where you're working but at the same time i think that it is probably still fair to also take solace in the fact that like if anyone is going to go to extreme lengths to make sure that they're good it's going to be someone who is working in a a hospital or a doctor's office or whatever. exactly yeah
1: Uh, good luck figuring that out that's a that's a tough one but y'all be all right
0: yeah at least you have the option
1: he deserves ass for saving America. You're right. He does. I don't even remember what dicks look like. <laughs> I haven't seen one in a month of Sundays. So So there you go. Never even heard of Dick, actually. Who's that? What? I don't um, know her. So I'm I'm up.
0: This one comes from Angel. It is a question. It's a bit lengthy. I edited um the best i could though so okay Okay. angel says hey chrysalin kid fury i'm a 30 year old kenyan woman living in philly Hey, Philly and Kenya. I hit it off platonically with another Kenyan girl while I was in grad school here in the States. We can call her Emma. Love her to death. We both happened to be in Nairobi for a couple weeks last summer, so we decided to hang out. She's absolutely gorgeous, smart, and kind, but she seems to not have the best of luck with guys. She's been in many relationships, some of them concurrently, hoping that something will come of them (laughs) with no luck.
2: Yes!
0: I invited her out to a party being hosted by a guy who I once dated briefly. Let's call him Philip. For context, we ended up not working out because I wasn't looking for anything serious. He lives in Kenya. No plans of re- relocating back home anytime soon. I also came to find out that he he's recklessly promiscuous but he knows the cool spots around the city. So I decided to remain friends with him. We would speak every few weeks and check up with each other, nothing more. I take my homegirl, Emma, to a party he's throwing in Nairobi. I introduced them and we had fun, though she was rude to him a few times. She later joked that he wasn't her type because he was too short. I never even saw them speak to each other again for the rest of the evening. Fast forward to the fall. We were both back in the States and she hit me up out of the blue saying she wanted me to tell her everything I knew about Philip. Turns out, a few days after I had introduced them, they met again at a club. Apparently, Sparks slew very quickly, and she came. She claimed that they drunkenly made out and spent time together. She left for the States a few days after, and in a twist of events, she says they are now officially an item, and she's actively working towards getting him a visa to come live with her oh, in the States wow. so they can start their lives together. Good luck with that. Um, what? Okay. <laughs> I was happy that she was happy, but there was way too much for me to just play along. Firstly, she had been around him for all of a week. Secondly, this man had (laughs) apparently completely neglected to tell her that we had actually dated thirdly he also has a history of reckless behavior sexually financially legally etc that she knew nothing about Philip had also not reached out to me either I told her everything I knew because I wanted to be a good friend she seemed completely unfazed by the information I shared last month she reached out saying that their relationship had gotten rocky and she was blaming it on her bad luck with relationships she described patterns of emotional abusiveness from him and a general lack of seriousness he would apparently say mean things to her until she cried she was all cried out and then reached back out days later
1: Jesus
0: all her friends and family strongly disapprove but she's ready to die on that hill regardless she's already begun filing immigration paperwork with him what the plan is for him to have moved to the U.S. by the end of the year she thinks that (laughs) will Trump even let him
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) Trump is barely letting white people over here.
0: Okay. She thinks that living together will bring back the sparks that first brought them together. Oh my God. She's an amazing person. I can't bear to see her heartbroken. She's been through a lot and I know full well that she will be back on the phone crying to me if things go badly. She makes a lot of money and is even in the process of getting a new place in preparation for his arrival. No,
1: girl. Mm -mm.
0: She knows he ain't got no job. Everything in me is telling me that she's going to get left looking a damn fool but i don't know how to intervene help what do i do that's from angel
1: well angel you're a good friend and you're asking what to do but you've already given her the fucking parachute she is the one who (laughs) insists on jumping out this bitch without cutting it on (laughs) she is the one who's like i really don't need the backpack i'm just gonna pray about it and Mm. i think i'll be fine like (laughs) You have already given her the ultimate heads up. And then he turned around and was the asshole that you said he would be. And she's still like, oh, somehow this is my fault. No, girl, I told you that nigga wasn't shit. He ain't shit. He is really not shit for real. He been ain't shit. It don't have nothing to do with you. So please cut your emotional losses now and leave this motherfucker alone. That visa thing. No, girl, that's not happening. It is. N- no, I'm so sorry. That is not happening this year, especially if you just now trying to get the paperwork filed and all that. Oh, uh, uh-uh. uh, she can go ahead and let that go. And honestly, that's probably God looking out for her ass because the last thing she need is this man to come over here, spend up all her money, drive her crazy in America, get somebody pregnant. It could be anything. So. I understand your concern. I really do. I would be concerned too. But all you can say is, girl, it's not you. Then he is not shit. He is not shit, sis. And this ain't it. You see how he's been disrespecting you, talking to you crazy, being verbally and emotionally abusive. That's only going to get worse when he's in your house. But you can't make her do nothing. Right. Right. You can't make her do shit, unfortunately. And her,
0: you know, allegedly making a lot of money and, you know, going to get a new home and all that stuff, leads me to believe that she's at least within an age range where if you are saying these things to her and she's experiencing them, at that point, it's a ball in her court and there's nothing else that you can do. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, when you're like stupid in love, there isn't really much that anybody can say um, that is going to get you to snap out of it. You got to get, you know, struck on your own ass, basically, and like really feel that shit to be like, I can't fucking deal with this shit. I think what I would say to her is like, okay, you know how trash that nigga makes you feel when he's in Kenya or wherever right now imagine (laughs) how trash you're going to feel when you give that nigga the opportunity to come over here for whatever fuck ass reason he wants to live in America and then he's running around you know what I'm saying in your city with your money doing whatever the fuck he wants to do after you got him this visa and do all like you're gonna like you're gonna feel like big time garbage yeah. When that nigga is playing you in the States, he's not going to come over here and then all of a sudden understand your worth. He knows what your worth is now because he's using it as a way yeah. for him to get whatever the fuck it is that he wants. Mm-hmm. Even if it is just like outside of a visa and et cetera, et cetera. Even if it is just like the comfort of a woman who gives yeah. a fuck about you because yeah. that's big time like a thing for a lot of people. Like a lot of people just like to, you know, siphon care and comfort out oh, of people yeah. that they date sure and do. have no plans of re reciprocating it and truly don't even give a fuck about you they just want someone who's gonna cook them some dinner someone who's gonna rub the back of their head after sex and all these other things that you may attribute to a relationship but they're just calling perks so
1: right and like they don't you're have gonna no feel using cr- you
0: At all. Like, it's not something that they don't... Because some niggas ain't shit, but, like, you know, they need for someone to, you know, smack the truth into them and be like, you're acting like a dickhead. And maybe they will admit it. But some niggas, like, blatantly understand that they are using you for whatever the fuck reason because they get comfort protection um what's the word i'm looking for money um, emotional yeah, support
1: money. <laughs> somebody but to text somebody to spend time with like it's a million sanctuary. different reasons <laughs> niggas will yes you could be a sanctuary for that nigga and his feelings but not one that he deserves he does not deserve you
0: sanctuary was the word yeah and and either way whether it's intentional or it's something that you just don't know you're doing because you ain't shit and no one ever told you how to be a good person then it's still bad you know (laughs) It's still trash and you should be exiting either way. But like, I would say that this nigga absolutely knows what the fuck he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I would try to be like, girl, you're going to really hate everything if that nigga starts playing these games over here. You are. But past that, there ain't shit that you could do about this. It's Mm -hmm. not your fault. It's not like she does not yet know that he's a mess because she's called you to complain about it. Yeah. So what more are you supposed to do at this point? You didn't set her up for a scammer. You know what I'm saying? Like right. she deal with him and know he ain't shit and she loves him and wants to bring him over here and start a life together anyway. At this point it's none of your goddamn business.
1: Yeah. Slide her that Talkspace promo code because she clearly needs to talk to somebody about why her self esteem is in hell, why she feels like this man and the treatment that he's given her is what she deserves. Talking about maybe think we'll get that old magic back <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> once we in the same place again. Like it was a week, sis. This right, mean, terrible seven nigga,
0: day magic.
1: That mean nigga is the real nigga. You had like the resort, the vacation fuck buddy version of him. That yes. awful person. That yes. is who he really is. And you need to trust yes. your friend when she's telling you that she used to fuck him. She know he ain't shit.
0: You need to tell her to be like, I want you to Google two words. Terry McMillan. <laughs> and I was. <want, laughs> I have I a reading list to for you, sis. <laughs> <laughs> deep into that it's true though like so many people meet someone on vacation mm-hmm. or whatever and you get that version of them oh, and yeah. be like oh yes, yes 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 like no y'all are in a celebratory vibe yep. you're with someone that you know uh, on normal circumstances you probably would not see would you want to party and have a good time that's not your regular Tuesday nope. evening vibe and so when these niggas start switching up on you you be like
1: I don't know I want that old magic bag well take Take your ass back, back to on vacation, right? <laughs> like, you need to pick another island and go on vacation and pick another nigga to have, have this morning like, with. But Yeah, you know, it is if if she's not going to listen now, she's probably not. She didn't listen when you warned her before, so right. she might not listen again. She definitely needs somebody to help her work out why she feels so bad about herself, though, because she deserves better than that. All you yeah. can do is be a good friend. Listen, the best you can do is answer the phone when she calls. <laughs> Because I would be rolling my fucking eyes like, here this bitch go again. Oh my God.
0: I was going to say, maybe just write a a point, a a pointed letter (laughs) with all of the things that you would be saying to her when she does, um, when shit does hit the fan after he comes over here. Yeah. So that when she comes to you, when it's all over and this nigga is running out to, you know, whatever club, um, you just be like, I've already prepared an essay Yep. and it's in your inbox. We don't even have to talk about this. Just read the letter I wrote to you mm-hmm. um, and we can just be there because I knew this was going to happen. So I just prepared the words for you because I knew you weren't going to be listening to me when you needed to. Right. So here they are now. I don't feel like wasting my breath. Quarantine's over and I'm going to go do me. So...
1: Yeah. Take a little look. See at that. Let me know if you have any further questions. But, yeah, you've already done everything a friend can do. The rest is up to her. So. Yeah. All right. Next letter comes from Robin, who says, I am a division one athlete at a big university. And ever since I've been home, my dad has been ignoring me and acting like I don't exist because I haven't been performing very well in my sport. And I declined his offer to help. This isn't the first time that this has happened, but being home is making awkward interaction inevitable. He jokes around with the other members of our family. But when I try to start a conversation, I get one word responses or no response at all. As a result, I've locked myself in my room, only coming out to work out and get food when he's not there. I was in season when the NCAA canceled the rest of our schedule. We were in school traveling around the country and playing five games every weekend. So I didn't really five games. What the fuck sport do you play? Is it tennis? Is it, is it baseball? (laughs) Okay. I don't know what, what sport that is, but um,
0: super smash brothers.
1: Oh, you know what? Let me go. Anyway, let me finish this. Um, Yes, we were playing five games a weekend, so I didn't really have time to give my dad's petty bullshit much attention. But now that I'm home, it's obvious and overwhelming. I'm tired of having to apologize for shit that I didn't do. He has made me hate the sport I play and my anxiety every time I play goes through the roof. It hurts because I feel like his love is conditional based on how well I play. He's a fair weather fan and takes this sports shit way too seriously. He never asked me about how I'm doing in school or what's going on in my life beyond games and practice. I've told him before that I just want him to watch me play and support me no matter what. And since then, he has not come to any of my games. Wow, (sighs) Wow, That's the opposite, nigga. He makes me wish I never started playing at all. I'm a rising senior and ready to get the fuck right after graduation. But I know I will need financial support. How do I keep a respectful relationship with my father, given that I do need his money, but also knowing that I do not want or foresee our relationship getting any better? Thanks, Robin. Damn. When you don't even want y'all's relationship to get better, that's when shit is really bad.
0: Yeah, that's when you know it's bad. When you're just yeah. like, you know what? I don't even, actually don't even care. actually don't even care.
1: Right, right. Yeah. But that's a terrible environment to have to be in every day.
0: Yeah, especially under these conditions where everybody's losing it anyway.
1: hmm Yeah. But make things um, even harder.
0: I don't know, man. I think that you've already got sort of the right idea in, like, keeping your distance. Um, and, like... It's hard because when you get to, like, that point where you're just like, you know what, fuck it, it's it's difficult to, like, even find the purpose mm-hmm. of working on it or having a conversation about it or anything like that. Um, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with just, like, being like, you know what, I'm going to do what is The best for me and if that means that i have to acknowledge that you're sometimey and iffy and that you don't love me the way that a parent should unconditionally then i just don't need no parts of you i know that like a weirdly enough a lot of parents especially parents of color when they see that they've that their child has taken that approach to their relationship they get offended and it's, like, mm-hmm. it's it's the most mind-blowing thing to me because it's, like, I understand that a lot of people weren't given the tools or the resources to parent properly, meaning, like, with love and genuine support and, it's like, right. all of that stuff. But if you are not just making your kid feel like you give a fuck and you're gonna support them regardless, and that sort of shit. Then when they're like, you know what? All right, I don't want no parts of you or this relationship. I can do without it, and we really don't even need, t- need to look at each other unless we both making our plate or something like that. Right? Damn. Yeah. Then, then it becomes like this whole. Oh well, the respect needs to be blah 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 blah, and I don't agree with that i think that like you have to do what is best for your own sanity especially in times like this because believe it or not people are like going to the edge people who've never dealt with depression before all kinds of shit so nobody has time for that kind of thing and as much as i'm for calling parents especially dads out on their shit like if it's over with then it's over with you know what I mean like if if you're past that point especially because there are older generations that feel like they don't have to do any work internally or in the way that they communicate and stuff like that, it don't make no motherfucking sense at that point to keep burdening yourself with it or whatever. It's just like, okay, I don't have that relationship with you. It is what it is. We don't need to, but I'm not going to be here like when you feel like being supportive of me based on some shit that I did in a game or whatever the fuck. Like That's not what dadding is.
1: But yeah, that's and my rant. it hurts to be vulnerable with your parent, especially when you're like asking them to love you. And they're like, no. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is rough because you've already done what I would have suggested you do, which is be honest with your father about your feelings. And he's already let you know that he ain't here for that. That's not why he, that's not why he showed up today. So um, I would maintain my distance as much as possible you're if you're graduating in may which is now holy shit yeah. <laughs> so if you're graduating in the next few weeks i would just keep my fingers crossed for a job <laughs> really depending on where you live anything that i can um get that will pay me enough money to get a roommate and get the fuck out yeah like It's obviously the economic side of this is real and you need money. You need a place to live and all that other sort of stuff. Completely understandable. But you don't have to. It's no there's no point in having all of your material needs met if you're depressed and anxious and sad as fuck and miserable every damn day because you live in a home where you aren't respected. So I would just kind of I don't know. Maybe bide my time, whatever it is, whatever you have to do to get yourself through graduation and then start, you know, trying to get a job wherever you can. Like, I am not the type of person who's like, oh, I have to work. I have to get a job that has to do with my degree or something I'm really passionate about because it's just not. I have never been like that. I've always been like, I'm about these bills. Let's pay these bills. I'm all about having my own place or splitting the rent paying these utilities, all that shit. I'm going to work whatever job I have to work in order to take care of myself because <laughs> I'm not going back to them people's yeah. <laughs> so, Unless I absolutely have to. So, you know, I would, I, if I were you, I would um, keep my head down, maybe give him a taste of his own medicine, see how much that pisses him off. Um, but otherwise, I would just be counting down the days till I could get the fuck out of there. Or if you have... Teammates, or something like that, people that you like when y'all graduate, y'all might be able to get a place together, something like that. I would start looking around to see uh, who that might work out with. Anything to get me away from this person who has let me know that they don't really give a fuck.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I feel like, you know, (sighs) it's also really important to talk to somebody if you need to because, like, we get so many. Uh, comments from people who are struggling with similar things, and uh, I've said before that's really difficult when it's a parent because, like, they're the reason you're here. Yeah. So we feel this like obligation to make peace and make things right with them and stuff like that, but they're not like gods or machines or like anything that you can program or like plead to get the kind of emotion or reaction that you want they're human beings and a lot of them have their own shit that they need to deal with and unfortunately many of them won't deal with it but that shouldn't have to govern how you feel about yourself how you go on about the day and as far as like Feeling the space in yourself that feels like I need to be doing something because this is my dad or my mom or my grandma or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just hate this. There are people you can talk to about that because it's a person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're a person you can't just get them to, you know, behave the way that you want to. And then when it's a parent, you shouldn't fucking have to. Right. So,
1: And if there's anybody in the family who, can advocate for you and who he will actually listen to because yes. So maybe like an uncle or an older brother, men like this tend to be pretty sexist. Maybe there's somebody, um <laughs> I mean, they do like you could go to your mama or your sister, but he might be less likely to listen. Um But if there's somebody that he will actually listen to and they can advocate for you, then, you know, maybe ask them like, can you get through to this man? Because I don't want to be miserable in this house and I'm miserable in this house. And I just want my father to love and support me regardless of how good I am. at. I don't even know what game you play girl, but whatever it is, <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs>
1: whatever golf or whatever it is you playing, I just want him to love me regardless of how good I am at that. Maybe um, if, if that's something that could work out for you, but yeah. yeah. Focus on yourself, boo. You'll be all right. <sighs>
0: Alright, this next letter is a read, and it comes from Big Brother Don't Play That Shit. Oh, okay. It says, this read is for a young brother by the name of C.J. King and all of the other ashy niggas who support him. I don't know what the C stands for, so let's just call him all the various names throughout, shall we? Let me start by saying two things about punk-ass Chauncey. One... (laughs) You're a bum. And two, we, the brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, have nothing to do with what you're talking about. If you haven't heard this story, Young Chameleon is a recent graduate of the Southern University Law Center. We love to see another black man not only getting his JD, but obtaining it from a wonderful HBCU. What made Madame Calamari different is how he chose to celebrate. Instead of posting the usual words of humility and gratitude for those who helped him reach his goals, this man of God decided to use this opportunity to be a complete dumbass. How does one embarrass themselves on their own graduation post Yeah, how do they? (laughs) By doing the very thing that self-conscious niggas always do, belittle Black women. Young Cleophas announced to those on Instagram that he was now the prize. The prize of what, you ask? Who the fuck knows? Summa cum laude at the University of Niggas, home of the clowns? Sure. First place <laughs> first place in the biggest bum contest at the county fair? Absolutely. No, this nigga fixed his finger, fingers to type that he was now a real prize for black women. For context, here's a quote from Young Clifford's IG monologue. It says, quote, so with me now gaining access into this very small percentage of Black men that are young, for the record, I'm under 30 with two degrees, single okay. and attractive, heterosexual, have no criminal record, no baby mama drama, and have some form of high-paying career potential that majority of Black women are completely are competing against each other for, unquote. Uh, <laughs> that quote is where I had to laugh and yell, nigga, what? First, no one wants... Yo ass, someone who went to their local J C Penney salon for Karen to do his highlights. No. He tried to have his hair like OBJ, and much like the results of his bar exam, he failed. <gasps> Second... What? Black women do not need you. Across all racial, ethnic groups, black women earn the most bachelor's degrees. Black women excel in graduate school, law school, and medical school. Black women are capable of choosing partners that meet both their needs and wants. Black women do not need you to be their prize, Condola. As Kalalu's,
1: <laughs> Leave Condola alone! <laughs>
0: as Kalaloo's fraternal brother, I would like to offer a couple of inspirational quotes to remember during his time of dragon the bible says in ephesians 4 2 be be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another in love a prophet named kendrick lamar said be humble sit down lastly the following quote should serve as a reminder for all of your days You should have sat there and ate your food. Mm. Given to us by Tiffany, the New York Pollard. Let me be clear, the bar exam is no joke, and plenty of successful attorneys did not pass on their first try. However, maybe if Calloway did not degrade our women, the ancestors would not have blocked his blessings. All this to say... (laughs) Nigga, shut up and keep black women's names out your mouth. I only wish you would have minded your business, but now look at you getting dragged on Beyonce's internet. Like me, you could be practice. You could be a practicing attorney working in house at a Fortune 100 company right out of law school because a black woman you interned with made sure you were hired. Black women are and will forever be the prize. I hope you better. I hope you know better now. Fraternally, big brother don't play that shit. Now I picked this. Read because I saw a few people linking us to that particular post from this young man and asking for him to be read. And when I looked at the caption, I was, conf- I was honestly confused because it was like. <laughs> Okay, so you graduated graduating from law school and your bar exam results or whatever are pending and you're taking this time rather than being like, yo, my nigga, law school's really hard. I'm so glad I finished it. Super excited. Right. You're taking the time to be like, I am now a prize that's actually worth all of you black bitches' time and be worried <laughs> so much about all of these other niggas and you don't want to date no bum-ass blue-collar nigga. Like, I was legitimately... Not understanding what point it was that he was trying to make because I couldn't understand why you would go through law school. Me, someone who never finished college. Who would go through law school, and the first thing you're talking about is basically tender. I didn't understand. So (laughs) I didn't really know how to approach it, but Big Brother don't play that shit of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated felt like he needed to get this off his chest for that young man. So hopefully that will suffice for those of you who were, you know, shooting steam for your nostrils after you saw this nigga talking shit about whatever he was talking about.
1: But yeah, I didn't Ooh, get it. yeah, uh I did not see this but I'm going to assume that this young man fully deserved uh, every word of that read and I love confusing. that you ma- you made sure to point out that like if you were really the thing about men is if you were really the prize you would absolutely know it you would not have to put that on Instagram. Right. It would not be, it would be evident to everybody else. Like niggas who are the prize don't have to go around making sure everybody knows they're the prize. They just are the prize. So it
0: gave me like <laughs> some girl told you that you had like Bobo's on when you were 12 or 13. <laughs> like bo- I don't know. Like Bobo's. You're mad you at a call, black like, girl. Yeah. From a long knockoff time ago. sneakers. Right. Used to call knockoff sneakers or tennis shoes, Bobos. So I just feel like somebody, pro- like some girl, probably told you that she was broke when you were like thirteen, and ever since then you just had it in the back of your mind that you, when you graduate from college, you're gonna stunt on all of the seemingly broke niggas or gay niggas or right. niggas with baby mama. Like I really didn't understand the. Like, I'm trying to like. I was so lost. I was really reading this for like for. An, educated nigga graduating from a grade school i don't know what the fuck he's talking about like
1: seem pretty insecure to have it all the way you claim yeah so
0: i mean you could have just said hey guys i went to school for all of these years and finished and i feel like most people with common sense would have been like congratulations
1: yeah because law school is it's a feat like you said you could have just said that but
0: yeah Just
1: had to shit on black girls just because. Okay, good luck, sir, with whatever you finna do with that.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
3: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba. That's it for me. All right. Um. Should we wrap it up there or do you want to do another one? I've got more. I've got loads. Uh, of oh, loads. Well, We are already at an hour and a half. So This one comes from Pubert. <laughs> Pubert. Pubert. <10. laughs>
0: Okay. Says, my name is Pubert, and I am 32. I have two older adopted siblings, Wednesday and Pugsley, who were adopted as children after I was born. They are both biological siblings. For as long as I could remember, we've always celebrated their birthdays in January, one day after the other. I assumed these were their actual dates of birth. Now, for the record, in his email, he put the actual birthdays, but he asked for me to not put their birthdays in it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. For a reason we'll get
0: to. So yes, January, one day, one birthday, the next day, the other. I've been trying to be productive and have been helping my mom declutter her home during this quarantine, and I was scanning some old documents for her and found their adoption papers. As it turns out, we are celebrating my sister Wednesday's birthday on her real birthday. But my older brother's real birthday is apparently in February. What? My older siblings were adopted from another country, so I'm assuming the error arose sometime during that process, which is extremely lengthy and complex. I'm pretty sure my parents lost these documents a long time ago because they look ancient and like they're about to fall apart. Should I tell my older brother what his real birthday is? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> part of me thinks part of me thinks he would want to know and part of me thinks it might just cause unneeded problems for him maybe i should just leave it be what you would you want to know thanks pubert so okay turns pubert. out they've been celebrating his older brother's birthday on a day that is not his actual birthday and pubert believes that it's possible that the parents just didn't know or there was some sort of a mix-up or whatever, even though they have their... The documents, The yeah. documents, so...
1: That seems bizarre. I really don't see how your parents could have known or could have not known, rather.
0: Honestly, when I read this the first time, I thought to myself, maybe, like, depending on how old they were when they were adopted, mm. maybe they were like, we're going to celebrate their birthdays a day after the other, so they just f- don't feel... Like,
1: Uh, yeah, you know how like
0: sometimes like you when it's your birthday, your parents will give your baby sibling a present too, so they don't feel left out. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking maybe something like that. Uh, Yeah, maybe so.
1: I mean, it could be like when they were adopted. They were adopted as babies right small kids so it may have been that your older sister right your older sister had a birthday and your brother threw a fucking fit and your mama was like okay your birthday is tomorrow we're gonna do a birthday for you tomorrow it's coming so maybe it started off as just like a way to get your brother to calm down and she eventually she was just like fuck it that's your birthday now I don't know it could be a million different things but I think I would tell my brother because why not what could it hurt
0: Right. I was going to say, I don't see what would be the problem in, A, even going to your parents first and being like, did you know the Pugsley's birthday is on February, da-da-da-da-da? Yeah. And then be like, I think I'm going to tell him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that there should be any, like, huge gasps or shock if you go and tell them like I found out when his actual birthday is and I think I want to tell him and also if he's older than you you're 32 and they're older than you so I feel like you know your brother might gag at the fact that he's been celebrating his birthday on the wrong day for however long but I don't think I don't think that it would cause him um, any kind of emotional problems or things like that if he found out that his birthday was some other time. But obviously, if it did fuck some shit up for him, there are ways to combat that. But he also asked, would you want to know? And to answer that question, I would.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I would. And in fact, if I knew that my brother knew and didn't tell me, I would be like, fuck wrong with you. How you find out some shit like that and not tell me? (laughs) Because nigga, I definitely want to start celebrating two fucking birthdays, first of all. If you think I'm giving up my January birthday, you wrong. But I'm also right. taking my rightful <laughs> February birthday. <laughs> like, I mean, and I'm assuming this is In January we are cheesecake. <laughs> in February we are Applebee's. I'm assuming the year is still correct. It's like probably a few weeks or a month yeah. in his birthday. Yeah, I would I would it's you're right like maybe you should run it by your parents first just to make sure there's not some deep scandalous secret as to why he has a fake birthday which ooh, that might be just as juicy bitch but yeah (laughs) yeah i would tell him be like nigga you get two birthdays now look at that double the cake double the instagrams all right well that should be
0: hopefully not too much for you guys (laughs) i've got another letter here Comes from India. Woo! It says, I think it's time that we address a situation that we've all been avoiding for far too long. Wendy's fries. What? This is a read.
1: Oh, good. Okay.
0: It says, First of all, let me start by saying that we appreciate Wendy's for coming through on certain things. Y'all are open at all hours of the drunken night. This four for four thing is a bop. And y'all go out of your way to cater to the bacon folk. (laughs) Which... all true things however these fucking fries sis i have never in my black ass life tasted something as bland and unpalatable as these alleged fries (laughs) think about it (laughs) think about this a A common practice a common practice for wendy's patrons is to dip your fries in the frosty Let's unpack this. Do you know how utterly disgusting your fries have to be for someone to bypass every fucking sauce you have because nothing you can possibly offer will make this fried taste anything less than the finger of a winter glove? Do you know how desperate you have to be to say, you know what? Fuck it. Pass me that frosty bitch. It's a hit. Wendy's... We have tried. We watched y'all make these fries thicker, put those pebble-sized rocks of sea salt on them, and they still taste like oven mints. Where's the recipe? Who wrote it? We have questions. Wendy's do better. These fries are gross. You should be ashamed of yourselves. We tired. And then they said a whole bunch of nice stuff
1: about us. Niggas have been complaining about Wendy's fries for years, ever since they changed them. I don't know how long ago it was, but ever since they switched up the recipe and went to them natural fries or whatever, you niggas have been furious. So (laughs) I am not surprised. But girl, (laughs) really? Because that whole fries and the frosty thing has always seemed disgusting to me.
0: I don't want to try it. Girl, frosties are not that good. Salty and sweet. Yeah, the the frosty itself, I've never really been a fan of. So I can't imagine dipping a French fry into frosty. It's really not that good, right? Salty sweet to me is like situational. (laughs) Like it depends on what it is. And I just don't see it for fries or frosties. But of the fast food fries, yes, Wendy's is definitely down. And I know that like, I feel like every big fast food chain changed their fries at some point and most of the time it was not for the better so i connected with that and totally um, (laughs) relate
1: not you connected
0: (laughs) i have one more
1: okay this is a fun free for all sort of day
0: (laughs) this is from alia it says this read is from my talky mouth six-year-old who's found ways to subtly drag me into revamping my Not skincare routine. for your baby. <laughs> by pointing out pimples, encouraging me to never mess up meals by letting me know that my food is nasty.
2: Oh, wow.
0: And ensuring my friends stay on their shit as well because no one is safe. But this is where I draw the damn line. I'm in full swing quarantining, and while having a nice afternoon meal with who I thought was on my side, I reached up and out to stretch a glorious stretch. And this little nigga had the nerve to belt out, You have hair under your arms. That's right. My six year old body shamed me in front of company, and wow. he has to go.
1: <laughs> he does have to go. <laughs>
0: I texted my friends and told them that whoever's willing to take him should be here around 10 a.m. because him and all his shit will be on the curb. (laughs) I'd like to apologize to all the victims far and near who have been innocently dragged by my observant six-year-old child. I've tried giving him the life lessons that everything he notices doesn't have to be verbally addressed yet. (laughs) But here he is calling me out for the kiwi fuzz because it's longer than a peach, but shorter than a bush (laughs) under my arm.
1: (laughs) Y'all are, y'all are so creative.
0: That took me the fuck out. Um, under my arms that I've tended to because the I haven't tended to because the Rona has made it so that staying prepped for sundresses and tank tops is unnecessary. So my read is for my six year old son who I'm having to teach a lesson that many of you niggas mothers never bothered to teach you. Don't body shame women, especially your mammy. Damn it. <laughs> And then she says side note and then she goes on to say how extremely loving and smart and kind and whatever her son is because she didn't want to just leave.
1: <laughs> no girl, you wanted to, you didn't have to stick that in. We know you love him, but that little nigga on your nurse. <laughs>
0: And then she said he still needs to keep his damn mouth shut though. Thanks, Olivia. <laughs> so thank you, Leo. Um if you feel the need, any of you to read your children, you can always use past three at gmail.com as an outlet, as well as ask the read gmail if you have questions on where to leave them, because you don't want them anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah my friends who have kids are just like uh somebody something is gonna have to give like they are running away from these niggas on a regular basis they just need a break so bad so (laughs) i know and six is that age where they can communicate really clearly and they're super observant but they don't have that filter yet of like what really should just stay a thought and they don't have that so (laughs) every fucked up thought just comes tumbling right out their mouth and you can't punt that nigga through the roof, you know? And you you got to be careful. You got to deal. Because if your
0: company laughs at it or somebody puts it on TikTok, they're going to know they're funny and they're going (laughs) to never stop doing
1: it. (laughs) Oh my God, yes. Please don't let nobody ever laugh at him.
0: (laughs) You got to leave the room before you laugh because if that nigga knows that he's got a good one on his hands, it's never going to... He going to talk about your Kiwi fuzz every chance he get. He's going to tell strangers at the Winn-Dixie about it. It's best now to just get... (laughs) Get it up out of there cuz I'll be like yeah time.
1: I do have hair under my arms. I'm a human being. We grow hair all over our bodies. Moms you know are different. To
0: My mom used to tell my little brothers, you're going to have hair all over your bodies, too, at some point, and people are going to think that you're beastly, and that used to just drive them insane when we were kids, because they just couldn't. I guess they thought it was something that was specific to hairy people. (laughs) My brothers used to hate, when my mom was like, you're going to be hairy, too.
1: Oh my God! no so Yes, it is maybe going that's to happen. What you, do. you are going to grow hair as well. It is a human trait. It's not. There's nothing wrong with you. That is something that is supposed to happen. But when yeah, that girl. nigga gets a
0: girlfriend for the first time,
1: six <laughs> is that age? <laughs> tell
0: him like, remember when he talked about my kiwi fuzz mm-hmm. up underneath my arms when remember? I was just trying to enjoy
1: my hot pocket?
0: <laughs> what today. <laughs> Is the day that I get you <laughs> back. Bring her in.
1: Right. Cause I got all these old ass pictures from the phone, print them out, and I'm ready to embarrass the fuck out of you. Parents, you're going to get your revenge one day. I know it. You're you going to get your payback on these kids. But till the end, patience is required.
0: Well, that's it for today. Oh, my computer is on 19%. Mm, okay. Hope this suffices for you girls. If it doesn't, Blame the coronavirus. What am I supposed to do about it, bitch? I'm just one girl. <laughs> also, um, uh, let us know how you feel about the 20 questions thing that we did once upon a time. I saw some people saying that that would be something cute to bring back. Um, oh, yeah, but that was fun. That,
1: that was a good time.
0: This is what we've got for this week.
1: Yeah, I will, just, I will just say that this week has been harder for me than most (laughs) um like the rona is just really fucking with my well-being mentally and so yeah um if you are also struggling and feel like um your emotions and your feelings and everything else are all over the fucking place i just want to encourage you to um Just feel that shit. Like, it's rough. It is really rough. And I have been, when I say, like, on a roller coaster, it has been all over the fucking place. But when I feel really fucking down, I just lay down and cry or journal or whatever else I need to do to feel that shit, get it out, and then wait for the good vibes to come back along because they will eventually. So... Yeah, Just do your best to keep your head up. Um, We're all in a hard-ass time. Again, this is some fucking global shifting shit. You do not have to be on top of your life the way you were before. You don't have to do anything but take the best care of yourself that you can. So please do. And thank you for listening.
0: All right. We're going to leave you with a special message. But girls, be safe. Stay at home still. Please. Yes. I know a lot of y'all are just sneaking back out.
1: <laughs> like, like, like Rona has cleared. She hasn't.
0: <laughs> the girls are acting like Cass. Did you see the video that Devout posted oh, of Cass word. sneaking and getting some gummies out of the garage? No. <laughs> like, oh, shit. And he caught him in the middle of getting the gummies, but Cass stood strong and was like, I'm cute. So you can to let me ask <laughs> You, you don't let me have these gummies and did he let him have the gummies yes, you bet is. your ass you did you're not gonna look at that adorable See, face and right. say no you can't have no that's gummies. what
1: parents that's what y'all against. doing that's, look Look how kids can do look how they can fucking do you play you in your face in he your told him house. to his face
0: did not tell you couldn't have no gummies he just said it right back to him couldn't have no gummies did his little cute dance give him like, give him the
1: Fucking candy to out. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, but so stay funny. tuned. I had a great chat with Kaya Wright. She's so funny, and we talked all about royal oils and taking care of our hair during the quarantine. So I hope that helps, and we'll see y'all next week. Goodbye. Hey, y'all, I know that during the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of us are, you know, trying to do our part. We're social distancing. We're staying at home. But that means that it can be tough to keep your hair looking good and fresh because you can't go to the salon. So that is why we have invited on Kaya Wright, who is an Emmy winning celebrity stylist for Jennifer Hudson, Sierra and many, many more big names. Kaya, thank you so much for being here. Look at you, girl. Yes.
3: Hey! <laughs>
1: and your hair is looking good in the quarantine. I see that.
3: <laughs> you know what? If you knew me, you probably would understand I'm just pressed to death. But, um... Sorry. <laughs> I really, you know what? I'm really one of those friends that you hate because I'm always like, girl, you gotta try this new lipstick. You gotta put something on. You gotta... You gotta... Okay, let me help you with your hair. on i'm the friend that's like getting on your nerves so you know you love her her, you love hate her. right i
1: love that uh mm. talk to you guys
3: so nobody wants to listen to anybody who doesn't listen right
1: <laughs> well i mean if you're a stylist then yeah it's kind of like i need yeah, to know right? what you're talking about
3: <laughs> I'm coming to me for advice so i better look the part because right. trust me i don't want to <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> i want to just wake up with my my scarf, but I was just talking about it earlier. I was like, you know, the interesting thing is, uh, motivating from home is kind of hard. You mm-hmm. know, it's not an easy thing to just get motivated when you're at home on hair, to put the makeup, and do the whole thing. You know, so yeah. it's, it's more easier to give yourself your hair, your skin, your everything a break to treat it, to take care of it, to do that sort of thing, and rest. That's really
1: what you want to do, right? You know what? That's a good point. Um, I know that as a stylist, you kind of have to be up on trends, what's going on, you know, now and what your personal favorites are, things like that. Are you seeing more people kind of embracing natural hair with everything going on? Um, Is there anything that you think is um, particularly notable about natural hair trends these days? I think
3: that everybody's really just getting a grip. 21 days makes a habit, right? So we ju- we're just really getting into the habit of being home, having to really, you know, companies are readjusting their policies and trying to figure out we're going to do webcams cams once a week, twice a week, every day. Like, everything is definitely, like, changing, right, as we speak. So I think people are just getting an opportunity to, like, you know, I think if anything, people are going through the, the trend of, I don't got to do anything. <laughs> to be honest, right. you're like, like you. Yeah. You're like free and you're chilling, your eyebrows are brushed and tamed and you got your curly hair free, right? I think this is this is the opportunity to trend is I'm just taking a little stop on every mm. level. hair skin, makeup, clothes, you know, everything. I gotta get into these children. I gotta try to balance it all. I think that's right. I think to me, I think that's the trend. I don't think people are at home thinking about how I'm gonna do my next hairstyle, or if they do have to go on webcam, I found that a lot of my clients, um, some of them are coming to me with that whole, like, you know, what well, I gotta be a camera pal, I'm gonna do these grades. How am I going to take care of my hair? Like, what am uh, I gonna do? Yeah. those I am having some of those conversations. How can you help me touch them? Do my color touch ups you know, <laughs> right. oh, fun. even what we call the color scores. They're, they don't have
1: a lot of stuff and they're checking the prices up like crazy. Right. And yeah. I mean, coloring is one of those things where you really need to go to somebody who knows what they are doing. You do. You, you is not the first, you know, DIY project you want to take on. <laughs> and for black women, especially our natural hair can mean so many different things to us um, just across the board. So I wanted to ask real quickly before we moved on, what um, specifically does wearing your hair in a natural style mean to you? Because I know, like, for some of us, it's this big um, spiritual awakening and this whole journey where we take off the old and embrace the new. And then for some of us, it's like, I cannot be bothered with getting relaxers and all that. So I just went natural. So where do you fall on that spectrum? What is What does natural hair mean for you?
3: Well, personally, I would just say, even for me, like today, just getting ready, I'm just like, I just don't. Feel like putting a wig on? I don't really want to do. anything. Girl, let's talk about it. <laughs> I always tell everybody: get you a pack of, like synthetic hair because you can braid it. You can, if anything, all women know how to do a ponytail. Mm-hmm. And even my last segments, I did a whole scalp care regimen, and I did a whole thing from when I went from like with the, the 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 doing the royal old system care for my scalp. That really was a natural instant for me. Let me do my regimen, then let me just figure out some natural hairstyle that I can do. But I just, you're at home, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to put the wig on if you don't have to. Sometimes I'll put my wigs on as falls or whatever. But natural hair for me is just not putting the wig on and just wearing my natural. Hair. Got natural. You. I do not have a relaxer. So, I'll just put my hair in ponytails. I'll do it into cornrow braids I'll just play in the natural hair space. So that's what right. it is.
1: Yes, I understand because I have so many wigs. I am a wig connoisseur. I love them. You do? I do. I have so many, but I have not been wearing them obviously because it's like who is really going to sit here and braid <laughs> my hair first of all? <laughs> i'm not gonna do it but i'm so glad you brought up royal oils because they sent me um the whole line and i love it but that instant soothe scalp elixir might be my favorite because when you have had your hair in cornrows with that wig and you finally take it off and you get to put some of that elixir oh my god (laughs) Right? I was just right. like, oh, my scalp needed this so bad. Thank you, God. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. You know, the great thing about it is, is that you can really, I like it because I, I consider it a system. You know, like mm-hmm. a real scalp care system. And when you can, in order to have healthy hair, you got to have a healthy scalp. That's number one. That's rule number one. If your scalp gotcha. is healthy, your hair can't grow out healthy. And the thing about the system is use it for at least three weeks so that you can really get your hair used to being on a regimen. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. People want instant results, but you can't have anything instant in, in if you don't stick with the regimen. Three weeks, yeah. at least give your hair with one, week two, week three. Then you can start to see a difference in your hair, the way it feels and the texture. One of the things I noticed instantly is people are always like, what? I mean, something as simple and like, what kind of shampoo should I use? I love it because, you know, it's definitely for itchy, dry scalp. That's for sure. And we really don't have a go-to for itchy, dry scalp. You know what I mean? we think of head and shoulders. Mm-hmm. we think, you know, it's the white people brand. White. Yep. <laughs> Do. You know what I mean? So, to have this line for me, one, as just being on the team was like, I actually love the product. I use it as a salon stylist. Dry scalp is not just like, you know, danger from like, you know, dirty and whatever. It could also just be from like, um, some people have scalp issues and some of it's your diet. I know for a fact, a lot of it's due to diet and some of it's mm-hmm. just people have, like skin issues. So your skin is still an independent of your scalp as well. So right. it's great for all of that. It has that ZPT in it, that zinc, um, it's, it, and it also hydrates the hair at the same time. And you could just pick it up at Walmart. Like, it's right here. We don't really have a lot of brands. Everything is like styling, maintenance, that sort of thing. But the Royal Oils, they really did a good job of, you know, I like it when you put the shampoo on. It's not like most danger shampoos are so dry. The hair feel like
1: yucky. Ugh, right. Yeah.
3: God, I can't even get my finger through it. I know I got kinky hair, but I should be able to feel <laughs> something. Poo- yeah. Poo- poo, right. When you put it on, especially your hair, you get instant pull through with your fingers. I love that. That's like one of my favorite things. You know, you don't even need the shampoo in your hair every time. You can use the co-wash. And know? I do.
1: And I sure do. And I love it. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of co-washing, especially because, you know, I'm not anywhere near as active now as I used to be before the quarantine. So I really don't need a huge deep shampoo like that all that often. But that co-wash is perfect. And I'm so glad you brought up scalp care because I feel like, you know, when I was a little girl, my mama obviously did my hair for the most part. And she always paid way more attention to my scalp than I did. And so, you know, as I became an yeah. adult, moved out, started taking you know my hair. My hair on my own. With the grease. Listen, yes. yes, and you know, as an adult, I have gotten away from greasing my scalp. That's not something I do no more. <laughs> but I definitely, right after they sent me that stuff, and I um, used the scalp elixir. Especially, I keep coming back to that because when I first put it on my scalp, it was like it was like the skin on my head was saying, "Thank you, God, we have been waiting yes. for this girl to finally give us something that we need." And just think, like, it's something that. A lot of us have gotten away from.
3: Typically, back in the day, people do sea greens, but this is like definite instant tooth for your scalp. It's tingling. Mm-hmm. You feel that? How feel? And then your hair don't feel like crap afterwards. It, it literally. I've been to I've been to the lab, so I know what they, the time they take to create.
1: Oh. These-
3: Really built with us in mind and that is what makes me feel good about
1: just kind of being on their team you know I can attest to that because I mean because it's not just wigs I've had you know braids and twists that sort of thing before and just being able to put something because oils yeah. don't oils by themselves no. they don't really give you that
3: they had the sulfate
1: Oh yes and everybody <laughs> just swore up and down you got to put this on your scalp or so your hair and girl, then you girl. be sticky like, in the bed with your braids right? like
3: <laughs> I was like, why we gotta be ugly and feel ugly and like <laughs> with this smell this ugly smell? It's just, right, it's just, just all it like medicated shampoo, and I think the smell made us feel like it
1: worked. <laughs> you know, we just like if it's stinking, it burn a little bit. It got
3: stinking burn, but like got to burn before
1: you <laughs> Yes, can't take it out for it start to burn you up, like girl. <laughs> <laughs> got to be burnt out
3: for the hair to work. You're exactly right. But, uh, um, yes. yeah, that's that's you know, it's, it's just really good for natural hair, too. You know, it's good for natural, and mm-hmm. I, I really use it either way, whether it's for dry, itchy scalp or just regular because I like it for color treated hair, too. Oh, okay. Remixing it for everything. <laughs> You're like, nah, I know how this works. <laughs> this is good. So um, you can go because the salon you can go through like bottles of this stuff i'm like you guys can you make it a gallon but yes
1: it's been good yes that's the only thing i need a bigger bottle of it i need like a refill bottle or something because i love it <laughs> so much
4: when it comes to buying your first home everyone has questions
1: can we even afford to buy a house right now well i need to negotiate.